across the road, pecking gravel in the noonday sun. Shaking her tail like the queen of the yard, not minding anyone. Welcome to Building the Bakken Radio, heard on the Crude Life Media Network. My name is Jason Spies, and I'm your host today. Thank you, folks, for joining us this week on Building the Bakken, the most trusted energy brand in the Bakken today. As I mentioned a moment ago, Building the Bakken is part of the Crude Life Media Network, so we're not a political program, rather an informational brand with experts and professionals within their respective industries. Here on Building the Bakken, there's no polarizing talk, just conversations about facts of the energy industry. With programs like Building the Bakken, we're able to tell the stories about the people, the communities, and the companies, those that are within the industry, those involved with the evolution of the Bakken oil field and the oil and gas industry. Shale Play USA, like we call it here at Building the Bakken. And let me tell you about today's episode of Building the Bakken. I almost stumbled over myself there for a second. I was moving so fast trying to get to my sheet there. Anyway, uh, William Prentice, the CEO of Meridian Energy Group, gives us an update on the Davis Refinery, our weekly Davis Refinery uh, report. Now, the reason we do that is because this is the first refinery built in the United States in the last 50 years. There's been some additions, some expansions on current refineries, but this is the very first greenfield from top to bottom refinery built in the United States. It's happening in Belfield, North Dakota, and 2019 is looking to be a terrific year for the Davis Refinery and Meridian Energy Group, and we talked to the CEO, William Prentice, in just a moment here on Building the Bakken Radio. And then we talk with Lauren Scott, Lauren Scott and Associates, energy expert, consultant, economist with uh, Louisiana State University as well. He writes the annual projection for the state. The guy's a heavyweight when it comes to the oil and gas industry and the economy. And we've got him right here on Building the Bakken. He does uh, presentations and speaks on the energy industry. He's been out to the Bakken a number of times uh, for annual meetings and conferences, etc. And what he talks about is how 2018 was the year of the roller coaster. Prices, projects, regulations, policies, elections created a volatile place for the oil and gas industry over the last year. Uh, Lauren Scott talks about that and then projects 2019. Lynn Welker of uh, Welker Feevold talks about the importance of community building and the power of community. Talks about uh, One Oak's $1 million gift to help kickstart construction of the new hospital and how One Oak was critical in assisting after the July 10th tornado this past summer that struck Prairie View RV Park in Watford City. So we talk a little bit about the power of community. Lynn Welker, Welker Feebold, she helps a lot of oil and gas companies with their public relations and their marketing and connecting. She's really connected with the local communities and sometimes that's what people do. They just continue to connect the oil and gas companies with the local communities. I'll tell you what, let me sidebar for a second here. I have never, I work with a lot of industries from technology to farming to, to uh, uh, software to you name it, sales, radio, media, newspapers, oil and gas, all kind, restaurants. I have never in my life seen an industry so connected as the oil and gas industry. I mean, when you're talking about a hyper-local and then still have corporations, I've never seen such a symbiotic relationship. as, And they want it. The executives want to know what's going on in Watford City. They want to know what's going on in Fort Tuna. That's the part I love about it. They don't look down upon it. They look forward to it. They really look forward to going and sitting down in that local cafe and having a little bit of uh, eggs and bacon or whatever the heck and talking 
about the local baseball game that's going on. They really do. You know why? Because their employees live there. It's not just a store. It's not just, uh, you know, a franchise, that type of thing. No, their employees live in those communities. So that is one of the secrets behind why the oil and gas community cares so much and why the power community is so important. So we generally try to talk about that on Building the Bakken Radio. And then we like to talk a little shale play USA, the small businesses that kind of keep things going. Uh, Michaela Hager, canine pipe inspections. We talk animal tech about her dogs and how they're probably the most accurate pipeline detectors in the industry. I mean, the, the, the I'll tell you, the sniffer on a dog is amazing. And we talk with the uh, Michaela Hager, Canine Pipe Inspections, how that's going with her. She's all over the country. They're out of Idaho, but she goes all over the country uh, working for oil and gas companies, looking for uh, pipeline leaks of all kinds. And uh, we got her a little bit later on the program. All right. This week's singer-songwriter spotlight is Brooks West. He's currently down in Nashville teaching art and also working the weekends, trying to make it work. Uh, He's from uh, West Fargo, North Dakota. In fact, I believe his parents own West Funeral Home, now that I'm thinking a little bit more out loud as I'm going. But a great guy uh, from North Dakota, and he has been a fantastic musician, and we are proud to spotlight him this week. Uh, if you'd like to go to our website, thecrudelife.com, we have all the links available there for Brooks West Music. Otherwise, you can go to brookswestmusic.com and get some of the latest music he has. You can buy them, etc. Okay, we got to get going. I see the commercial break coming up. So uh, I'll tell you what, folks, stick around. we got our update with the Davis Refinery and William Prentice coming up in just a moment. My name is Jason Spies, and this is Building the Bakken Radio, heard on the Crude Life Media Network. Mind your own business, but you better pay attention to. You might turn a blind eye on the world, but there's always an eye on you. There's always an eye on you. Jason Spies, the most trusted voice in the Bakken. I totally agree with you, and the word that you brought into this is fact. You tell the facts, and then you let people make up their own minds. If you want someone who's competent, you don't want to get a bunch of rookies. Love listening to Jason Spies on the radio, and if I miss him there, I catch him online. Let's bring in Jason Spies, who is a multimedia journalist in North Dakota. Um, Jason, what's your thought on this? No one does an interview like Jason Spies. Lilies in the yard Coming into bloom Everyone is young Everything is new Welcome back to Building the Bakken Radio Heard in the Crude Life Media Network. My name is Jason Spies and I'm your host today. Up next we talk with William Prentice, the CEO of Meridian Energy Group about the Davis Refinery. Let's look at 2019 because, you know, we're moving ahead. Uh, as you mentioned, once once the weather gets a little bit nicer, construction will start back up again uh, as you just finalized or wrapping up as we speak from the site out there. So we can feel pretty confident looking at 2019. How, how are we looking in 2019? Have you guys gotten your timelines done yet or are we still sharpening the pencils? Well, with the, uh, the McDermott contract being left, uh, you know, they start um, ramping up pretty rapidly on design folks and procurement people and uh, so you know the first half of the year will be uh, spent with a lot of design uh, getting ready for foundations and so forth uh, starting you know early summer 
uh, a lot of fabrication contracts going out in the room. So, you know, even though we're not in the field, there's going to be a lot happening. And uh, just be ready for, for all the tinker toys to arrive out there on the site and start getting stuff up in the air. Hmm. Uh, you know, in addition to that, uh, we're busy on other potential projects. And, uh, you know, 2019 is going to be an extraordinarily busy year for, for Meridian. To listen to the full-length interview with William Prentice, the CEO of Meridian Energy Group, or to listen to other Building the Bakken features, visit thecrudelife.com. That's thecrudelife.com. Building the Bakken Radio is part of the Crude Life Media Network. Check out our social media network, 350,000 followers. If you check out crudelife.com, or I should say go to crudelife.com, you can check it out too. Why not? I just... I, I, I try not to repeat myself, repeat myself, but sometimes I do. All right, thecrudelife.com, cl- click on the social media tab, and there will be the social media page, and we've got a, a whole litany of different pages and shale plays, that sort of thing. Add them up, 350,000 followers there with our network. So we'd love you to like, share, subscribe, all that fun social media stuff. My name is Jason Spies. This is Building the Bakken Radio, heard in the Crude Life Media Network. What you gonna do when you're not pretty? Welcome back to Building the Bakken Radio, heard on the Crude Life Media Network. My name is Jason Spies, and I'm your host today. Up next, Dr. Lauren C. Scott with Lauren Scott & Associates commenting about the roller coaster of 2018. And the good news is a lot of this natural gas, where the problems are, uh, uh, is, in, is in West Texas. I mean, it's, it's also where you are, but it's also in West Texas. And in West Texas, in Texas in general, there's not a fear of pipelines that exist in some of the areas of the country. I mean, we have enough miles of pipelines, for example, in Louisiana to circle the globe for about four times. So we, we've been around pipelines our whole lives. We're not afraid of them, and we're not concerned about them. And that, the same thing is true in Texas. There's not, a, there's not a fear of pipelines. Now, it's a little bit more of an issue when we get up in the Bakken play and trying to move uh, stuff from your area down where it's needed down here in the southern part of the United States because you're going across areas where people are not used to pipelines and are fearful of them and I think unjustifiably fearful of them. So that that may slow down things a bit on your area, but I don't think it's going to slow down things in Texas in the Permian Basin. Lauren Scott, Lauren Scott and Associates. Um, 2018, I'm kind of asking some people, uh, you know, kind of taking a look at that year. Um did you see any themes stick out? If you were to call 2018 the year of X, Y, Z, uh, anything that kind of stands out in terms of uh, repetition or maybe something hugely symbolic that happened? Is just, um, you know, one of those year-end type of uh, interviews. What would you name 2018 as? Well, I think it's been uh, the, the year of the roller coaster ride. 
on prices. I mean, that's the thing that, that this industry always has to struggle with. Again, I've been watching this industry for four decades now, and it, it, it's, you just never know what's coming next. And so we started out with a period when we were the oil prices were growing and steadily going up and steadily going up. And then we hit this last month or so where the prices have not only dropped, but they've dropped a lot. You know, you're talking about going from the 70s, the lower 70s, down to uh, now under 50. And that's, that's quite a drop. Uh, and so I think I think the industry having to deal with this roller coaster of prices has really been has really been the thing that's been difficult and has really marked the year. Now it's also been a year in which, which has been marked by a whole lot more oil being exported uh, than ever before in our country's history, and uh, that's that's been interesting to watch. It's been interesting to watch how the market has started to figure out ways to get some of this crude oil uh, into the international market. Uh, because when you, when you, first of all, you got to get it from where you are in the Bakken or where you are in West Texas down to the coast where it can be put on large tankers and, uh, and then exported. And then the tricky thing, once you get to the coast, how do you get it on large tankers? Because most of the ports in the United States, with the exception of one, and that's the Louisiana offshore oil port, uh, cannot handle very large crude carriers, the VLCCs, which is the way you want to ship oil in the in the in the in the cheapest way. And so they've been trying to they've been trying to figure out ways to deep draft their 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 ports. They've been doing what is called lightering. That is, they'll park the the very large crude carrier off of the Gulf, and then they'll use smaller ships to take oil off and then put it on the very large crude carrier, which is not the most efficient way to do it, but it's been an unusual year, and uh, and the big question now is where are prices going next. I think that's the thing on everybody's mind. Kind of wrapping up here, um, just a, a quick sidebar. Uh, are you still speaking? I know you're doing forecasting that sort of thing. Are you still going around to the different shale plays and educating some folks? Still doing that. I haven't been up in the Bakken in, in about two years, uh, which I missed. There were really great people up there. That was always fun to go up in that area. But I'm still going around the country and, and talking about what's going on in the oil and gas industry. That's something that's very much on uh, everybody's mind. It's uh, it's something that, that if, if impacts everybody from their transportation costs to their heating costs in their homes to jobs in many particular areas of the country. So it's uh, it's been fun, and people are very interested in what's going on in this industry. I can promise you that. You know, one of the things, just a quick sidebar, and then I'll we'll wrap up. But um, in North Dakota, for example, they've got one of the highest uh, oil and gas taxes, uh, about 10 11% when you combine the uh, production and extraction or something like that. There's two two taxes you put them together. It's 10 11%. And um, so they pay quite a bit of taxes, and— there's a lot of different uh, revenue that comes in from the oil and gas industry, yada, yada. They've got an east versus west thing. All the money goes into the state, and then they divvy it up afterwards. So the oil and gas communities kind of get left out in the dust quite a bit. And um, sometime, I'd love to just see your economic mind wrap around if they're already paying 10 11% tax to the state, and then they're turning around and donating a million dollars to the hospital and to the schools, you know what I mean? They, they really donate between taxes and charitable donations 
quite a bit to local communities that goes unreported because of all those taxes they already pay. Do you know what I mean by yeah, that? Yeah. Yeah, there's no question about matter of fact I, I recently conducted an economic impact study of the of the energy industry on the Louisiana economy. And, uh, you know, you, you now in, in Louisiana, our severance tax on oil is 12 and a half percent. So you, you ask yourself, what industry, what other industry in the United States takes us to pay 12 and a half percent off the top of their revenues, not profits? They can be losing money. They still have to pay 12 and a half percent of revenue before they even, you know, before they even get to lift a barrel of oil. I mean, after they've lifted the barrel, well, before they even start looking at their other expenses, there's very few industries like that. The only one I can think of now is the casino industry, maybe like that. But but no other industry has to do that. But then, in addition to that, once they pay the service tax, they have to pay income taxes, sales taxes, property taxes, all these other taxes as well. It is a it is a it is a rich rich environment for the local and state treasuries in any state with this industry operates. <laughs> That's a great way to phrase it. <laughs> so uh, just kind of wrap it up a little bit. Anything that uh, as we talk about wrapping up 2018 and uh, looking ahead, of course, to 2019 speculation is always dangerous in the oil and gas industry, quickly to say that. But uh, anything that we might have forgot, anything you want to reiterate, anything that you want to make sure is mentioned uh, as we kind of conclude? Well, I think the only thing is, and that the big question everybody has that's in the industry now is, where's the price of oil going now? And, I mean, I, my position, and, and, and I'll tell you, you shouldn't listen to anything I have to say because my, I think everybody's record in forecasting oil price is horrible. It's just, it is just, I think it's, I taught forecasting for 40 years, for 30 years at LSU to MBAs and executive MBAs. And this is, to my mind, the second most difficult thing in the economy to forecast is oil prices. I really think that oil prices are going to ultimately go back up into the 70s. And the reason for that is because the Saudis and the Russians are just losing too much money at these prices. And I think what they will do is they've already agreed as a result of the December 6th meeting to start reducing their output. And I think they will start taking enough oil off the market to reverse this trend and get the prices back up to 70. They are very much incentivized to do this uh, because of what's happening to their treasury. Uh, the, the demand for oil, the nature, we, we learned this in principles of economics, the demand for oil is very inelastic. And when that, what that means is when you get the price up, you're, by cutting output, your revenues actually go up. They don't go down, they go up. And I think they know that, and I think they're going to take the measures to take oil off the market and get the price up around seven. To listen to the full-length interview with Dr. Lawrence Scott or to listen to other Building the Rockin' features, visit thecrudelife.com. That's thecrudelife.com. Building the Bakken Radio is on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, all of those social media sites. If you want to check them out, go to thecrudelife.com and click on the social media button. From there, you can check out all of our network, 350,000 plus followers, and we're growing every single day, and we would absolutely love it if you would be a part of our network. Make it 350,000 and one. Well, you know what I mean. All right, my name is Jason Spies. This is Building the Bakken Radio, heard on the Crude Life Media Network.
week we're spotlighting Brooks West, the singer-songwriter. Check his website out, brookswestmusic.com. That's brookswestmusic.com. This is singer-songwriter Brooks West. Jason Spies, the most trusted voice in the Bakken. I totally agree with you, and the word that you brought into this is fact. You tell the facts, and then you let people make up their own minds. You want someone who's competent. You don't want to get a bunch of rookies. Love listening to Jason Spies on the radio, and if I miss him there, I catch him online. Let's bring in Jason Spies, who is a multimedia journalist in North Dakota. Um, Jason, what's your thought on this? No one does an interview like Jason Spies. Over the past few months, I've told you about how unbelievable Hatch coaching is. Well, don't just take my word for it. Listen to what Greg Tavine of Emerging Prairies has to say about Hatch coaching. I got to watch him give a talk at TEDx Brookings, and I saw him come into his own where he shared uncomfortable things from his past in a way that created a teaching environment. And Eric's somebody that could easily lead with all he's accomplished, and it's a long list. To find out more information about Hatch coaching or to have Eric Hatch come to your company or event, visit coachingwithhatch.com. That's coachingwithhatch.com. I've been moving around a lot these days From apartment to apartment State to state And it doesn't really matter where I go there's only one place I could call my home. Welcome back to Building the Bakken Radio Heard in the Crude Life Media Network. My name is Jason Spies, and I'm your host today. Up next, Lynn Welker with Welker Feevold. Run with that statement a little bit with your observations. Do you see that, that they seem to really make sure that a lot of these staple services are taken care of? I couldn't agree more that... In the Wafford City area, there are so many generous uh, oil and gas operators along with midstream companies who have really helped a variety of healthcare and wellness projects come to fruition. Um, we've had, you know, Targa came forward and really helped out um, in our pre-operative care unit um, that we have now, which is connected to our, our surgical areas so that we're able to provide orthopedic surgery down the road, um, other surgeries as needed right here in our facility, which is amazing because prior, individuals would have to travel to other communities at, for surgery, which means you have a spouse uh, or a friend, someone taking the day off of work to travel with you, then you have the added expense of a hotel room. So the companies who are coming forward to help us with improved equipment and being able to really help offset the expenses of this facility are amazing. Uh, of course, we have Crestwood uh, Midstream assisting with a nursing station. So in the new hospital, we have 24 inpatient rooms, and the nursing station that they provided is pivotal uh, to being able to serve those patients as well. Uh, certainly, others have stepped to the plate as well um, here in the community, uh, XTO Energy, uh, would be one of those, and the list goes on uh, from equipment uh, to different rooms. And then here in Watford City, I would call the community just very generous overall, um, in addition to the oil and gas industry, certainly the banking community 
uh, mineral owners in the area. A number of organizations have helped bring this project full circle, and we continue to work toward collecting donations because improving the equipment that we have allows us uh, to provide quicker and more expedient services and results to patients. Kind of looking at um, the event that took place with uh, the donation from One Oak, and I saw that the lieutenant governor's wife attended, uh, Sandra Sanford. Yeah. Um, Brent Sanford's been a guest on the program many times, and we just had, um, what's his name, Daniel Stenberg from Wadford City, McKinsey County Economic Development Corporation, so you kind of had a, a, a lot of different, um, I guess, people who have grown up there and people who have, have, have moved and come back and people who are involved in the economic sector. Two-part question here. What, what, what are you hearing from some of the, uh, you know, the local leaders like, uh, like a Sandra Sanford, who's pretty well connected to the governor's office and, and uh, some of the local businesses, that sort of thing. And then secondly, what are some of your observations when, when, when you're there as far as Watford City is supposed to be the hotbed, you know, it's, it's the heart of the Bakken right now. And we've got, you know, record barrels. And I think a lot of people think it's, you know, like the old Bakken boom days where, you know, people are parachuting out of the sky trying to drill. <laughs> and that's not the case, you know, it's just, it seems like it's more of a steady industry. And this, this to me is another sign that shows that there's a kind of a slow growth happening, but it's a steady, positive growth. Um, so I guess, what are some of your observations and then some of the comments you're hearing from some of the leaders? Well, I would say, you know, first of all, we've been very fortunate to have a lot of uh, local leaders support this project. Um, certainly appreciate the remarks from Lieutenant Governor Brent Sanford and his wife. Sandy, uh, she attended the event and does have a background in healthcare herself and really offered some wonderful comments on how important it is uh, to be able to provide for healthcare services locally, especially as we have a lot of young families and new families uh, moving to the Watford City area. As you know, she and Brent moved back to the area uh, many years ago and she remarked that it's a consideration for any family when they move uh, to take a look at what's offered from a healthcare perspective. So certainly appreciate their support and it was wonderful that she was able to join us at the event. Uh, here in the community, I would say that uh, Watford City in general is an awesome place to be and having this facility here um, to really expand the healthcare services available uh, to local citizens is a draw because there is a great deal of oil and gas activity here, as you know, and so we want to be able to accommodate the people who are here and the people that move here uh, for their health care services. And I would say we've received excellent support. And you mentioned Daniel Stenberg. He's done a great job as the Economic Development Director here in McKenzie County, uh, really supporting and helping to promote um, programs that we offer there because we're trying to create awareness so people understand that many of the services that, are, that they're seeking are now offered here in the community. And with the new hospital, uh, we now have an MRI machine in the facility where we didn't in the old one, along with 3D mammography. So these are preventive and uh, services that we try to offer and make available 
for people who need those results quickly. So hopefully, I mean, hopefully I answered all of your questions there. Uh, the local support's been amazing, and we love having oil and gas here in the community. And, you know, one awesome story that I'd like to share about One Oak in particular, um, you may know uh, that on July 10th, Wofford City was uh, struck by a tornado. Certainly that's nothing that a community can plan for. And at the old facility, like I mentioned, one emergency room, and, and here at the new facility, we literally opened the door July 1st, and then we were presented with a natural disaster on July 10th. And thank you to the gifts from One Oak. Uh, those costs were offset in our emergency area, and the area that they donated really served as ground zero for triaging patients. So... 26 people presented to our ER in a matter of 45 minutes. And it takes a team. We had so many people in the community, um, including all of the staff in McKenzie County Healthcare System, um, showing up to help coordinate flights, to help serve um, optometry needs. Um, so Dr. Norby was there to help out, Dr. Ramage, um, much of the nursing staff, all hands on deck to really help families in time of need. So when people ask me, you know, are nine emergency rooms too many for a city like, you know, the size of Watford City, I have to say you can't prepare enough for an event like that. And because of One Oaks donation, we were able to effectively serve those people in their time of need. To listen to the full-length interview with Lynn Welker of Welker Feefold or to listen to other Building the Bakken interviews, go to thecrudelife.com. And while you're logging on to The Crude Life, check out our social media tab. We've got a network of social media pages that are over 350,000 followers. YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, they're all there. Check us out, follow, subscribe, like, and we would very much be grateful and appreciate it. My name is Jason Spies. This is Building the Bakken Radio, heard on The Crude Life Media Network. Every step I take falls on foreign ground And I feel like going back to North Dakota Take a job, find a wife, and finally settle down But right now I'm addicted to emotion And freedom at my selfish solitude provides I'd hate to think that I'd become a stranger To the place where I was born Where my heart still resides Where the nighttime lights earth and light on the horizon Under the soft red glow of the wintertime sleep clouds No memories come falling down on me This week we're spotlighting Brooks West, the singer-songwriter. Check his website out, brookswestmusic.com. That's brookswestmusic.com. This is singer-songwriter Brooks West.
Energy Group of Belfield, North Dakota, is building the most technologically advanced oil refinery on the planet, the Davis Refinery, a project designed to achieve emission control levels the industry has never seen before. The Davis Refinery, working for North Dakota. MeridianEnergyGroupInc.com. Over the past few months, I've told you about how unbelievable Hatch coaching is. Don't just take my word for it. Listen to what Christy Huber president of the United Way of Cass Clay says about Hatch Coaching. Leaders like Eric Hatch are changing the face of what it means to lead an organization or what it means to lead a brand. He's changing that. To find out more about Hatch Coaching or to have Eric Hatch speak at your event or company, visit HatchCoaching.com. That's HatchCoaching.com. Or call 701-212-1572. That's 701-212-1572. Jason Spies, the most trusted voice in the Bakken. I totally agree with you. And the word that you brought into this is fact. You tell the facts. And then you let people make up their own minds. If you want someone who's competent, you don't want to get a bunch of rookies. Love listening to Jason Spies on the radio. And if I miss him there, I catch him online. Let's bring in Jason Spies, who is a multimedia journalist in North Dakota. Um, Jason, what's your thought on this? No one does an interview like Jason Spies. You can run from a winter time in the midnight black. Welcome back to Building the Bakken Radio, heard in the Crude Life Media Network. My name is Jason Spies, and I'm your host today. Up next, Michaela Hager with Canine Pipe Inspections. What we do is we have our canine on hand. It's more of a simple solution for a complex problem. Oftentimes, we are the ones that get called after technology fails, so to speak. Um, the leak isn't found, and companies are looking for other solutions. We have a minimum of two bugs that go on a job, and we have a proprietary odorant. That odorant is injected in the lines, which means we're versatile. We can be, our K-19s can be used on oil or gas pipelines. We're also great at finding illegal packs. These dogs are uh, really great at pinpointing leaks and finding small cracks also. Well, I think the, the whole canine thing is absolutely remarkable. I mean, I've done stories before on um, canines for finding uh, bombs as well as money in the backyard. People have hired canines to train them to go smell money, and they think some long-lost relative buried. I mean, it's amazing the different things that the canines can do. Do, do you... Are you schooled at all? Are you versed at all to talk about the accuracy and the just sheer amazement that a canine has when it comes to sense? Are, are you able to talk about that? It's actually very surprising that canines aren't used more in this field. Their accuracy and ability just it far exceeds any technology. You have technology that usually can find things at parts per million. These dogs are known to go well beyond parts per billion and even a molecular level. Their absolute accuracy to actually see these dogs work live is really amazing because they have been known to find pinhole leaks, um, cracks, the kind of thing that you aim expect them to find, and they can go down to the deepest depths of any existing pipeline. Now, I don't know if it's just because I 
am a former bloodhound owner, had one for a number of years, and he passed away two years ago. And I think this is the first year where I feel like I'm able to actually have another dog now after my passing of my bloodhound. And he, he really gave me a whole new identity in terms of what they can bloodhounds bring. I also had a German Shepherd. And so just the two of those dogs opened my eyes to really um, – just their amazing skills. They're absolutely amazing skills. And, uh, you, you know, I, I often joke that, you know, humans, the intelligent race. Well, I don't know so much about that when I get around some of those dogs. But um, how how do oil companies react when you, when, when you pitch them or you talk to them about this type of technology? Because it's, it's, a, it's a human, or it's an animal technology, I guess. Has the uh, world of social media and uh, email and internet and everything like that, has, has that been pretty beneficial for you in terms of sending maybe like a video of the dogs in action or something along those lines? Or do, do they still need to see it firsthand and actually touch the dog and be around it? More of a tangible type of a, a thing as opposed to an electronic you know, tool, I guess. How about when it comes to, you mentioned accuracy earlier, uh, talk to me about the team that you have, either from the human standpoint, from the training aspect or the maintenance aspect, and then the number of dogs. I think you mentioned you, you send out two dogs per per um, job or something along, is what I wrote down, two dogs. So explain that part of it too. To listen to the full-length interview with Michaela Hager with Canine Pipe Inspections or to listen to other Building the Bakken features, visit thecrudelife.com. That's thecrudelife.com. And while you're there, check out our social media tab and see our 350,000-plus sites that we have. I should say followers, not sites. We've got several sites, but 350,000 followers here at the Crude Life Media Network. Check them out, YouTube, Twitter, different shale plays, thecrudelife.com. My name is Jason Spies. This is Building the Bakken Radio, heard on the Crude Life Media Network. And you keep trying to tell yourself the sun will come up. And a little bit of strength you got left is going to be enough. When you get to me, I'm going to unfold my arms. So you got a place to land that's soft and warm.
concludes another awesome episode of Building the Bakken Radio, and I would like to personally thank each and every one of you who listened and tuned in our program this week. There are so many options out there for content and entertainment today, and we are so grateful that you have chosen Building the Bakken Radio and the Crude Life Media Network for your option today. Again, thank you once again for listening to our program, our non-political, non-polarizing program known as Building the Bakken Radio. Now, was there an interview that you wanted to check out? Well, you can access past shows, features, and full-length interviews at thecrudelife.com. We would also like to invite you to be a part of our social media network. Join our ever-growing army of energy enthusiasts. We have quite a presence in many of the shale plays, like the Permian, Eagleford, Marcellus, Niobrera, and many, many more. It's all part of the Crude Life Media Network. Check us out. If you go to crudelife.com, click on our social media tabs, we've got a list of our social media sites, over 350,000 followers. We're strong. We're growing every day when we invite you to be a part of our social media network here at the Crude Life Media Network. Now, when you're at the Crude Life Dot com, be sure to click on our sponsors page. These sponsors make this program happen. Now, we've got some outstanding sponsors here at the Crude Life Media Network, and we ask you to please support them when you can. You know what? Heck, just reach out and say hello sometime. That's nothing like a nice hello. Click on the sponsors page. Check them out, crudelife.com. Thank you once again for listening to Building the Bakken Radio this week. We will be back next week right here on this radio station at this time once again. My name is Jason Spies, and this is Building the Bakken Radio, heard on the Crude Life Media Network. Thank you once again for joining us this week, and remember, keep calm and frack on. Got glitter in the headlights, like silver sprites. They disappear like phantoms in waves of white. And every drop of water in the world is ice, sharpened into sickles like silver knives. The lines keep coming where the lanes divide. It's you and the road in the middle of the night. It's you and the road in the middle of the night. This week we're spotlighting Brooks West, the singer-songwriter. Check his website out, Brooks West Music. That's brookswestmusic.com. This is singer-songwriter Brooks West. It's gonna be enough When you get to me I'm gonna unfold my arms So you got a place to land That's soft and Jason Spies, the most trusted voice in the Bakken. I totally agree with you. And the word that you brought into this is fact. You tell the facts. And then you let people make up their own minds. You want someone who's competent. You don't want to get a bunch of rookies. Love listening to Jason Speece on the radio. And if I miss him there, I catch him online. Let's bring in Jason Speece, who is a multimedia journalist in North Dakota. Um, Jason, what's your thought on this? No one does an interview like Jason Speece.